on this week's episode, is the future of Cyber Monday now in doubt? Baby Yoda has headed into a name debate, and Rob McCallum wants to take Canada on an action figure adventure. All this and more, live from Indie Pods United, as we once again delve into the pop culture cosmos. Welcome to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is the Pop Culture Cosmos live from Indie Pods United. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening and watching us worldwide, all over Twitch, YouTube, Facebook Live, wherever you can get us. Thank you so much for being part of the Pop Culture Cosmos live at Indie Pods United. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening and watching once again. And a special thank you so much to Tina, Rob, Sean, Jeff, the whole crew at Indie Pods United. We want to give a big thank you for setting this all up and making all the dreams come true for all these podcasts. Again, if you've not signed up, and I'm shouting out to everyone out there who's watching us on Facebook Live, on our own channels, or also as well that's listening to us worldwide on radio, and also everyone who's downloading the podcast this week, there is still time to go to IndiePodsUnited.com. Get your tickets. There's going to be panels. There's going to be entertainers, comedians, musicians, so much more. And of course, podcasts, 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 and more podcasts. They're coming right at you each and every day up until Thursday. So please check it out today, IndiePodsUnited.com. But it wouldn't be a pop culture cosmos without my good friend. He is the man behind Castle Creative. That's Castle with a K, Creative with a K. You can find him on the social media outlets out there on Twitter and Instagram at CastleFPV. It is my good friend indeed. It is Marcus De La Garza. And Marcus, welcome to Indie Pods United. Thank you to Indie Pods United for having us. This is uh, just a really fun experience to be able to do this on a Sunday and put together this kind of this live show and show people how we run behind the scenes. I'm really excited for this. What about you, Gerald? I am super pumped. I'm super hyped. And again, I just wanted to thank everyone involved with Indie Pods United. You can find me not only on today's show, but I'm not heading up one i'm not heading up two i'm heading up three panels during the course of the show tips and tricks for podcasters podcasters that are out there if you need the tips and tricks i've got a whole panel waiting for you on tuesday on wednesday if you're just starting out or someone that wants to get into podcasting it's going i don't know where to start on wednesday i've got a full hour there and on thursday we announce the Indie Pods United Top 25 Shows of 2020. I'll tell you what, I'm so excited for that, so pumped. We worked hard. The, the judges and I listened to hundreds of podcasts out there, and we brought the best of the best together for independent podcasting. And I'm going to make the announcement on that, on the Top 25 Shows for 2020 on Thursday. So check that out. It is IndiePodsUnited.com. I hope everyone gets a chance to go ahead and attend the event. If you're not attending it already, we truly appreciate it. We could use the support. It's our first year doing this at Indie Pods United. And 
I'll tell you what, it's getting off to a great start already. And uh, us, as one of the main events on the first day, ah, I'm so excited, man. I'm so excited indeed. But it's going to be a great show. We've got a lot on the plate for today. Amazon has just announced it's renewing The Expanse for a sixth and final season. Our resident expert on The Expanse is going to be here. That's Marcus. Talking about it coming up later in the show. Baby Yoda has got a name that got released or that got talked about on the latest episode of The Mandalorian. So on the back end of today's program, we're going to be talking about that as well. And then we're also going to be talking about Cyber Monday with all the online shopping that's already been done this month because of what's going on with the pandemic and all these retailers that are focused primarily on online shopping. Is Cyber Monday still really needed? Because that's when the show's dropping to podcast outlets worldwide. We're going to be talking about that coming up in a sec as well. And I also want to give a big shout out to Rob McCallum, our good friend here at the show, director and the man behind Action Figure Adventure. It's coming nationwide to television in Canada on Jinx Esports TV. So if you got Jinx Esports TV in Canada, his show, Action Figure Adventure, is going to be coming up later this week on the December 2nd. He's going to be on the back half of the show for everybody out there listening on radio and also on our podcast. He's going to be coming up on the back half talking about that and a whole bunch more. And could he possibly be returning for a sequel for his awesome and actually the the documentary he's most acclaimed for, that is Nintendo Quest. Could there be a sequel in mind for him? He's going to be talking about that in the interview I had with him as well. But first, my friend, the only thing people were waiting out there in a pandemic for They were lined up for days at GameStops, Best Buys, Walmarts, what have you. It was the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X, my friend. And I want to ask you this. First up, I don't know. We've talked about this already week in, week out, but it's still out there. Again, it's the major product out there, the major consumer product that everyone wants, the major consumer product that everyone thinks that they need. This is the man. I know you're still looking for a PlayStation 5 yourself. I am. I, I hope am. you don't don't go knock anybody over, man, for it. Just get a legitimate. But, you know, you know, our own Josh Peterson, who I want to send the best wishes to. He couldn't make it for today's program. I truly am sending great thoughts and prayers out to him. But my friend, I wanted to ask you this. With PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X in such great demand... How shocking is that in the middle of a pandemic, the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, people will wait up for days in line for these products? I mean, to me, it's not shocking at all. What we are seeing here is the latest refresh on all these consoles, and it's it's really needed. Some people might beg to differ, but I think it was needed, and I was looking forward to grabbing a PS5. You know, we've talked about on the show previously that my strategy for PS4, PS3, even the PS2 to a certain extent was just walk in the store, you know, the day of. Don't don't pre-order anything. Just walk in the store the day of and uh, be able to get a unit. Yeah, uh, I paid the price for that this year, and I, I, I'm, you know, forever maybe changing my strategy. I do want to say that strategy went back to, like, the N64, man. Like, three days later after the N64 released, you know, when stock was short then, 
walked into a Walmart and found one. It, it happened to be in the middle of nowhere, Texas, but, you know, still found one at a Walmart. So, you know, that strategy didn't work out for me. I actually traveled for Thanksgiving. I was able to drive up to see my mom. And, you know, we stopped a couple places along the way. Really couldn't find one. It's, it's insane. But I do want to say, you know, people really need to keep their eye out for Amazon, Walmart, Target, and Best Buy. If you sign up for an online account, they are tweeting in a lot of cases when they're going to be restocking and when you can be buying consoles online. So even if you're looking for Xbox Series S or X, you know, unlike me, I'm, I'm looking for that PS5. You can find stock out there, but it's going to be very, very, very limited. And you've got to be on the ball. It almost has to be your full time job, it feels like. Don't you think, Gerald? It is. It is indeed, my friend. I'll tell you what. A lot of people are really getting up in arms over it because the lack of availability of the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series S and X, there are a lot of angry feelings out there because the as, as Josh, who had to pay extra for it, go through eBay and did the whole nine years, he had to pay to get above market cost to get his Xbox Series X, I think he got. It's just I'm just not willing to do that, though. Yeah, you know? I, and, <laughs> and I'm not willing to do it either. You know, and there are reasons why, and I'm going to go into that here in a sec. But I wanted to ask you this. I mean, with all the stuff going on in regards to COVID and, and the next generation of consoles being here and, and the fight for it, it's a shame that all these retail bots are out there still snapping up all these PlayStation 5s, all these Xbox series, and... I can't be too hypocritical because I've done that myself or at least tried to. And I, I didn't come, as I've said on the show already. I mean, they're selling it at three, four times the rate, $1,000, $1,500. They're still trying to get away with selling that. It's, I know, infuriating to a lot of people out there because the availability is really just not there for anyone that wants to buy a next generation console right now. Yeah, it's it's really infuriating. It feels like concert tickets right now. And I know we briefly touched on this on our Friday show, but Congress was trying to take a look at, and I think they, they started to address it by trying to vote to outlaw the concert ticket bots. And I think we're going to have to start doing the same thing with retail releases when it comes to, you know, whether it's it's high demand video games, high, high demand anything, we're going to have to limit. Yoda inflatables, baby Yoda inflatables. I can't, uh, you know, you don't can't buy, you can't find one. No, you can't yeah, find you it at Walmart. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can find on eBay at five times the price right now that you can. Right. Right. And so it, it kind of comes down to a society, you know, as a society, do we want to start trying to limit these bots and the effect that they have on the consumer market? You know, that's a bigger discussion than I think we have time for here today. But I do want to say that, you know, it, it's one of those things that it's it's really sad, man, because, you know, traditionally when we've done things like try to go buy a console to resell it, it's because, you know, you and I had the physical capability to walk in there and, and, and do that. Right. You know, and that feels a little bit more fair than somebody setting up a thousand bots that are going to buy out inventory, you know, as soon as it, it pops up on screen. Well, it's just very troubling for a lot of people out there who really yes. desire to get this. And whether it's I want one, man, <laughs> I know you want one. I want one too. But the thing is, do you need one right now? And Tina Marie herself, she says she doesn't even know which system to get. The thing is, right now, you don't really need to get a next generation system because there's not many exclusive games for it. I keep saying it time and time again. It's okay to wait. It's okay. You don't have to fight the crowds. You don't have to go ahead and camp out at, at a GameStop. You don't have to camp out at a Best Buy. You don't have to camp out at these places. You can wait because there's no exclusive games that are really to say, you know what, I got to get it. I got to get it. Xbox doesn't have any right now, and PlayStation 5 has very few. So I want to hear your thoughts. 
why is there still such a huge demand, even though there's no real games out for either of these systems that's going to really draw you in at this point in time? I mean, personally, for me, it's it's just the idea of the upgrade, you know, making sure that I've got the next system that is really going to drive my entertainment center for the next four five, six years, whatever it may have you. I understand that the games are limited right now. I'm actually looking forward to Spider-Man Miles Morales. I'm looking forward to and possibly maybe thinking about getting back into Destiny. I know that's something you and I have talked about. Yep, they've got a new release or a new expansion coming out for Destiny 2. And it said on PS5 it'll run, multiplayer will, will run at 120 frames per second. So, I mean, you, for, for somebody like me who was a PS4 player, this is one of those things that I can't fathom, like being able to play multiplayer at 120 frames per second on Destiny 2. So... There are those like us who are just on, oh, measly 1080. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. But you know what? It's still, for a lot of us out there, we have to deal with the fact that we're not going to be able to get our hands on a next generation console till at least sometime in 2021 where the supply will catch up with the demand. It's going to take a little while, but please, everyone, be patient out there. In fact, with Xbox, they're more concerned about you getting the subscription the xbox games pass because yes it's great that you're going to go and get this next generation hardware but they truly want to get you hooked on the subscription for the xbox games pass that's what's really making the money that's what their future is they're trending towards what the streaming markets are doing right now with netflix and hulu and disney plus they're going into that realm more so as long as you're going ahead and getting the games pass whether it's on xbox one or the Xbox series, they're more focused on that. PlayStation 5, you know what? It's just crazy what they want to do out there. And we got a comment right now from Dad Stormwall. He says, humans yep. just want to be first, just like when a new phone's come out, it's for a specific group of people. This to me is a marketing tactic. And you're right, you're right, absolutely out there. And a Facebook user says, I want one too, but not that bad. People are probably gonna turn into cannibals trying to get the last one at GameStop. They're already doing it already. I mean, these are great comments so far. We truly appreciate it. I'm just going to say this. It's just a shame out there that there wasn't enough supply to meet the demand. I can't fault Sony and Microsoft because of what's going on with the pandemic. Obviously, that slowed everything down. I think the better option for both those companies was to have waited at least maybe six more months. I mean, even if you wait, though, are, are you are you losing out on possible sales by doing that? You know, it, it's, they would have to sold me, out then, like they would have sold out now. Yeah, it's you know, I, I'm I'm kind of with you guys with the you know humans kind of just want to upgrade, upgrade because I just admitted to doing that, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I, I see the potential there. You know, we're just one good game release away from this blowing up and and everybody kind of pointing fingers at each other and saying like, "Hi, you made the wrong choice." You know, that's that's where we're at right now. Yeah, well, Dad Stormwa, it says he wanted to get a PS5 first, but he refuses to be first. You know how this goes. System comes out. They'll work out the kinks. They'll work out updates and software. But yes, you're right. There is this demand us as humans to go ahead and have to have it first. Another Facebook user says, have you noticed they don't create original games anymore? And uh, yes, original IPs are becoming somewhat of a lost art. It is like you're saying that sort of sequel, remaster, rehash, and same mechanics as other games, no more original content. It's really hard to make original content that publisher developer is going to drop 50, 100, sometimes up to $200 million in developmental costs for. So yeah, we saw that what was going on with the Avengers that Marcus and I talked about on our previous program, the PCC Multiverse on our Friday show. And yeah, absolutely. We totally agree that spent 
hundreds of millions of dollars and it's not going to turn a profit to Square Enix. So it's really going to be hard for anybody to go ahead and drop original IPs. No, I was just going to say, I totally agree with that. It's it's really hard anymore, you know, especially when you have a flop like that to keep pushing and drop some original IP. I do have a question for you. As soon as we start getting some competitive titles, or not competitive titles, but some titles that are going to be drawing you in, if they're non-original titles, does that set you back just a little bit as a player? It does. It's just the hard decisions have to be made right now. I mean, do you really want to go and fight the battles for this upgraded system? Or you want to just go ahead and say, wait, you know what? I'm going to check out the landscape in 2021 and maybe reevaluate it from there. You still got a great system in the Xbox One and PlayStation 4. And you still got a ton of great games. And all the current games now, all virtually all of them, are going to be coming out on those systems. They're not going to say to 100 million plus users on PlayStation 4 and 30, 40, or 50 million users on Xbox One, sorry, goodbye. They're not going to do it just yet. Give it a year or two. They're going to start weaning everybody off that and then going up to the higher systems. That's going to take a little while. But I'll tell you what, it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. I appreciate all the comments out there. But if you have any thoughts and opinions on the great demand for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S, please, we want to hear your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Hey, this is Chad from Ghost Toasters, and you're listening to Pop Culture Cosmos Podcast. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, Check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Well, my friend, I just wanted to tell everybody out there, this is Gerald Glassford from the Pop Culture Cosmos. I'm here along with my good friend Marcus De La Garza from Castle FPV. He is the man behind our Friday show, the PCC Multiverse. Please check out our shows. We drop every Monday and Friday to radio stations worldwide who play it seven days a week. But if you're into podcasts like they are on Indie Pods United, please check out our shows every Monday and every Friday on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel. Make sure you give us that five-star review. In fact, give all the shows five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support all these great shows that are here at Indie Pods United, it is truly appreciated. But speaking of online shopping, and my friend, we just finished the Black Friday period, but Cyber Monday is going to drop when this show drops. So I want to hear your thoughts with all the online shopping that's out there, my friend. And thank you for the, the kind compliments. We truly appreciate it. I want to hear your thoughts. Is Cyber Monday still needed? Because even after the COVID, even after we get back to somewhat of a normalcy in our lives and whatnot, Online shopping is now a thing. Online shopping is going to become, for a lot of people, a way of life. Is Cyber Monday still needed because of all the stuff that's gone on with the retailers spreading out their sales, their online sales, making a predominant amount of their sales online, and also spreading it out over the entire month of November? Is Cyber Monday still a thing? You know, it's going to be a thing this year. It'll be a thing for the next couple of years, and it might die out just based on what we had happen this year with COVID. You know, it's, it's really interesting to see what's gone on. You know, you've had your staples, Amazon, Best Buy, Walmart, Target, who all said, you know, we're going to run our Black Friday specials online, which kind of changed the landscape for Black Friday this year, right? And so it's interesting to see what's going to be happening on the backside, though, with... Uh, I like that six-star review, by the way, from Popular Opinion. Six-star review. That's... Yeah, six- I, come on, <laughs> Apple Podcast. Do that six-star <laughs> review. 
But no, but what I was going to say, though, is, you know, Cyber Monday is definitely still needed this year. It'll be needed maybe next year. But I think a lot of people have, have realized that, you know, if you can just do your Black Friday shopping online, what's the point in waiting around for Cyber Monday? I will say, though, that there's a few newcomers for me for Cyber Monday that have some deals that I, I kind of wanted to point out. Sure. Yeah. Masterclass is doing a buy one, get one. You know, I've been looking at a Gordon Ramsay masterclass for learning how to do Beef Wellington. So might as well go go ahead and get on that one, because at this point, you know, you can get a, a, a pasta rolling class or something, whatever you want, you know, to go with it. The other one I was going to say is Wayfair. My wife and I just moved into a new place back in July. We kind of have to start filling out the, the space here. And so up to 80% off at Wayfair tomorrow. And then lastly, Home Depot, they're running their deals until December the 2nd, if I remember correctly. They announced them near the beginning of the month of November. And uh, they've just been running them all, all month. So that's definitely one of those ones that you guys kind of have to go take a look. You got to do a little bit of digging. You can find some really, really, really good deals. Well, there is going to be less of importance on Cyber Monday as we go on because the demand, the increase in demand for online shopping and the way that retailers are spreading out this online demand over the course of the month of November, we are going to see a lessening of importance for Cyber Monday. We want to hear your thoughts. And thank you so much for all the great comments out there from Facebook users out there that, that want to hit my advice up for stocks to when words fail, music speaks. Just appreciate everyone out there giving us those great comments. Thank you so much. Stuck in my mind, Tina Marie. Thank you so much out there for your great comments. But if you have comments that are listening on the show about Cyber Monday, please share it with us. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, before we head on out and before those that are listening on radio and also as well on podcast outlets that are everywhere we go and everywhere we're at, they're going to be listening to me and Rob go ahead and have our little interview, but also got to go ahead and give him props on Action Figure Adventure. His docu-series is coming to Jinx Esports TV nationwide across Canada starting on Wednesday. So I want to give him a big shout out. You'll hear his interview coming up next for those listening on podcast and radio outlets. But before we head on out, my friend, two last things we need to hit up, and that is your show, man. You are our The Expanse expert. So I want to ask you this. The Expanse was recently renewed for a sixth and final season ahead of its opening for its fifth season. That's going to be coming to Amazon Prime on December 16th, if I'm not mistaken. So I want to hear your thoughts before we talk Baby Yoda or... Whatever his name is. Well, I know what his name is, but... I, know, I, I do too. <laughs> yes, I want to hear your thoughts on The Expanse getting a sixth and final season so you know that ending is on the way. I just have to say that, you know, right out the gate, you have to have an ending, right? You either understandably die the hero or you end up season eight of Game of Thrones. That's what happens here. So I'm, I'm really excited to see that we've set an end date here. And there is an end date to the, to the book series too. I think that's coming with our our next book our final book here and uh and not even i think i know so i'm really looking forward to the fact that we've got this season coming they're doing it in installments they're giving us three right out the gate then they're going to give us weekly releases season six having its end date i totally understand we're getting to a point in the books where james holden is just getting a little bit advanced in age in the storyline and it's not going to be able to keep up on the tv side of things so i'm really looking forward to season six and what it has to offer and i don't want to ramble on too long here because we do have to get to baby yoda as well Baby Yoda, but it is going to be something that a lot of people are still interested in. It's a great success story. It is. Ca cast aside by Sci-Fi and Universal, and I'll tell you what, they've got to be kicking themselves because not only has this been a hit on Amazon Prime, this is something that they could have used on Peacock. 
just how good could this have been for Peacock? I mean, this would have been at least one of their more streamed shows right now. I, I would hope it would have been. However, I do have to say that Amazon did the show justice with season four. They, they were allowed to, you know, kind of explore some of the deeper storylines there within the book that was tied to that season. They had some better set design. I, I do have to put that out there. And some of the graphics were a little bit better. You know, it, it was obvious that sci-fi was a little bit limited as far as budget went with trying to create the entire universe of The Expanse. And so I was really, really excited to see what Amazon did with it last year. I feel like they took it up a notch entirely. Yeah, I'm glad for you. I'm glad for fans of The Expanse. Just It's something that I think a lot of people were kind of on the fence about when it comes to sci-fi. It didn't get the kind of traction that it needed, but three seasons later, when it finally ends, it will prove to be a success for Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime gave it the platform it needed to be a success. And this will hopefully get more shows that broadcast and cable stations set aside and kick to the curb. Hopefully they can be picked up and give it a new lease on life again on some streaming format for you. What are your thoughts out there on The Expanse getting a sixth and final season coming up next year because they've got season five starting up on Amazon Prime on December 16th. We want to hear your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Well, we've got a few minutes left, my friend, before we head on out. And the thing I want to go ahead and talk about last is what everybody's talking about in pop culture right now. And that is the latest episode of The Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, where it was revealed by Ahsoka Tanu. It just was really cool to have her on the show. But I wanted to hear your thoughts on the name that was released for Baby Yoda. And if you haven't, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm going to drop one spoiler on there for you. And the name of Baby Yoda is Grogu. And so I want to hear your thoughts. Grogu isn't the name I would have come up with. I mean, if you're in a pitch meeting, that's not the name I would have come up after an hour of throwing names around. But Grogu is the name of... Baby Yoda, the child in The Mandalorian. And thank you so much again for all the people that have commented so favorably for our show. We truly hope you get a chance to check out the Pop Culture Cosmos wherever we're at. But before we head on out, my friend, I want to go ahead and hear your thoughts. Is anybody really going to call Baby Yoda Grogu? Or are they just going to keep on calling it Baby Yoda? Because I think, personally, that horse has left the barn, the train has left the station, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda. You, they don't even call it the child which is the official until now, until this past week, what was the actual name for the child? It was the child. It's Grogu. Is his it's actual Grogu. name. It's Grogu. So I want to hear yeah. your thoughts. My daughter tells me she's supposed, she's demanding everybody call Grogu, but I'm sorry, Baby Yoda for me. Mm. Yeah, it's, I mean, for me, it's always going to be Baby Yoda moving forward. But I do want have to say that, I mean, now that we do have a name for him, Maybe I'll give it a shot. I just don't think I, I'm with Tina. You know, I just cannot call him Grogu. It's going to be weird, you know, especially when you're out talking to people and you're talking about the latest episode. Hey, you know hey. that Grogu dude? That Grogu yes, dude. yes. They, yeah. Hey, man, let, let me talk about Grogu for a second. Who, who are you talking about? Grogu? No. Grogu. Yeah, yeah Ragu. Ragu, thank you, yes. Jeff. yes. <laughs> Comment from Jeff there. Ragu? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> But yeah, it's definitely one of those things. I will keep calling him Baby Yoda. And, you know, within our house, we have a, a joke. There was a meme that came out calling him Little Kev. And so we kind of call him Little Kev around our house as well. So Baby Yoda, Little Kev, it'll never be Grogu in this this household. You know, it, Grogu, yeah, Facebook user has real thoughts on that. As far as, <laughs> we'll just say it's an ugly name. But yes, it is not the best name. Uh, it's not the name I certainly would have picked. 
But again, that train has already left the station, no matter how much John Favreau, the people behind The Mandalorian, Dave Filoni, everyone out there involved with the show, however much they do not like you saying Baby Yoda, it is Baby Yoda. It's always going to be known forevermore always. as Baby Yoda. And no matter the real name that you give it or not. And of course, the show itself is obviously some, but th- something that's been a big hit for Disney. Big hit for Disney+. Plus. It's right now one of the few things they can really just, just keep a hold of and, and grab onto. So I'm really happy for their success because Disney has really incurred some tough times right now. But before we head on out, my friend, before I thank everyone at IndiePods United, just real quick, I want to hear your thoughts finally. Do you think it'll ever change? Baby Yoda, Grogu, or The Child? For me, it's all about Baby Yoda. I'm with you there, Gerald. It's For me, it's all about Baby Yoda. They're going to have to give us a really, really, really important reason for us to stop calling him Baby Yoda. I mean, if we get the, the backstory of the century that Grogu is the name that was given to him by maybe Yoda himself. You know, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to throw some things out there for some reasons why, but forevermore it's going to be Baby Yoda to me. Well, I'll tell you what. Anybody has thoughts on Grogu, the child, or Baby Yoda, which name are you going to use going forward for the little one that's eating up all the cute space in the world for social media and is on every week for The Mandalorian and is going to be going forward? We want to hear your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do, do people still use dials? Coming soon, Zero Cool Films presents Action Figure Adventure. Super collector Jay Bartlett hits the road once again in search of action figures most iconic and noteworthy and rare figures all in the name of creating the most ultimate action figure auction ever he fronts the cash that charity benefits in the end what will he get how will he get it and how well will he do find out in 2020 all right and we're back with the program it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here at the pop culture cosmos and it's that time again Time for the man indeed to come back home to us right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. It is my good friend indeed. You got to go ahead and check out everything that he's doing. I think robmccallumfilms.com is still available and tells you everything that you need to know, correct? It'll redirect you to zero cool films right now, but I just it's so easy to say Rob McCallum Films because I am Rob McCallum. That's correct. And- that's where you could go to find out everything about me. So there is a redirect to our fancy Zero Cool site. I don't know if you've checked out the new Zero Cool. I, I did. I did. One of the last times we talked, you remarked about how nice it was, but we've since changed it. Oh, you have? Help, okay. To, to help push one of our re- latest releases that was featured on RollingStone.com. Of course, The Art of Protest yes. was a, a really big release for us in Which October. I have right now up on Facebook Live for everyone. But yeah, you can uh, find a lot of the stuff I've done. I think everything I've worked on so far is listed there under our catalog. So, uh, but thanks for having me again. It's it's far too long. My schedule is finally starting to free up just a little bit just a little with bit. some stuff and getting filled with other stuff like these wonderful PR I opportunities. Have on the burner. You to, always to have sit and chat with you. Oh, yeah. if only you knew yes. the stuff that is burning at the moment. Well, on the McCallum stove. That's correct. And I'm sure there's always something burning there. I don't always want to see it, but, you know, I know it's always something burning there. You always want to see what I'm cooking, baby. Uh, okay, okay, if you say so. I do want to give a big special shout-out, because we're on Retro City Games' Facebook page, to our hmm. great friends there, Doug and Nicole. Your fellow producers of Box Art, the docuseries, is that not correct? 
Yeah, video game box art. The story's behind the covers. It's myself, Doug and Nicole. We were the the folks that spearheaded it. And hope you're doing well with the whole fam jam. Yes. And yeah, good to be in touch. But also they need to support you, my friend, if you're based in Canada and you get the awesome Jinx Esports TV Canada. Because why, Rob? Well, it's a very exciting time because on Jinx Esports TV, which is part of the Super Channel umbrella of networks, on December 2nd at 7.30 p.m. nationwide, you will see the world premiere of Action Figure Adventure, Episode 1, and a subsequent replay at 10.30 p.m. It's a long time coming, but we're excited to finally have our world premiere of our much-anticipated series, our spiritual successor to Nintendo Quest in many ways. Daryl, you've, you've had a look at Episode 1 for a while I now. Have. We uh, we push that towards you to have yes. a gander. Well, I'll tell you what. Talk about it. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to ask you. Right after the show that airs this coming December second on Jinx, how about you and Jay getting together with me, and we'll go ahead week by week or whatever's convenient for you guys to go ahead and break down episode by episode if that's okay. We'll spend only 10, 15 minutes if you want, just a little short period of your day. How would that work out for you? Well, let's sit and talk about what we can do. Let's sit okay. and talk about what we can do. Um, maybe do one time and we can bracket it off from there. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe. Uh, there's so much of the world that isn't going to have access to it. This is very much a Canada-only thing right now. And with your huge reach on Pop Culture Cosmos and a very large American contingent and loyal following, I'd hate to spoil it all for them. Okay. I'd hate to get into some of the nitty-gritty of the reveal. Okay. Uh, when, you know, we're still working on a very big, exciting u.s premiere release announced date which i hope we can share soon but for now this is a, a very much a canada canadiana only thing okay well we do have to get together and talk about the episodes yes. in detail because i have fine. i have taken a gander at them per se mm. but i will go ahead and share my thoughts on that with you at that time with both sure. you and jay there because i always want, I want to hear jay's reaction in fact jay He's gone and done his YouTube channel. He's obviously started mm -hmm. stuff with you, with which actually debuted recently on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel, was your toy show that you and yeah. Jay do. So tell me a little bit more about that. Well, the Jay and Rob toy show, as you said, just premiered on Pop Culture Cosmos, and we were spinning it on some other platforms as well. But, you know, it was a chance for Jay and I to sit down and actually talk toys, because as much as we got to do with the series together we didn't really have a chance to to enjoy it uh, as buddies do. So this is our chance to step back and, and talk about the culture, what's going on in the collecting community, what's going on in toy news, past and present, and uh, where we're at with all that, plus addressing, you know, topics that, that come up from time to time, vintage or new, do you collect loose, complete? And of course, answering so many questions from people that follow us and, and want us to regard or share opinions on anything that comes their way so we're happy to to address that too so we are a few episodes deep now in the jay and rob toy show it is a fun promotional vehicle for everything action figure adventure and everything we're doing like you mentioned jay's youtube show where it primarily does figure reviews and it's just a good time it's just two buddies talking toys having fun ribbing each other just a little bit i, I know you're thinking really rob rib needle somebody no that never, never. happens it's just true it's just this is very true and of course there's there's lots of you know memories and moments and i mean jay and i have been friends for 30 plus 35 plus years now 
38 37 years somewhere in there so something like that we've got a a lot of shorthand when it comes to you know getting under each other's skin and pushing the buttons but you know it's just a fun time to hang out with friends and you know when you listen to our our program the jay and rob toy show you're going to feel like you're just in the room talking toys and anything collectible so it's it's a good time you should really check it out whether it's on the pop culture cosmos or wherever else you listen to podcasts and even on youtube too Absolutely. First off, the Jay and Rob Toy Show, it, you know, like you said, you're a few episodes in, but we're going to be lagging a little bit behind because of all the stuff that we go ahead and push. Yeah. But I want to go ahead and tell everybody, first place, first place you go is obviously wherever the Jay and Rob Toy Show is out on, on podcast world, whether it's Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. But if you want to go ahead and catch it in a delayed format, we're obviously going to be showing and playing great episodes on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel as well. Yeah, the cool thing about it being on the PCC is Joe gets to handpick the kind of best moments. I don't even know if you're going to play the whole episode, if you're going to make your audience endure such maniacal mayhem from from Jay and Rob. But you, you can check it out on uh, on YouTube as well, because we end every show with a bit of a figure showcase when we don't know what each other is going to show. And we kind of build it up and kind of do a fun reveal. So that's a, given it's a visual thing. Check it out on YouTube as well. So or Patreon. We just started a Patreon as well. Could be an episode sponsor. You could have priority questioning. You could come on our live stream and chat with us. Be a part of the whole group. You know, sit at the table with Jay and Rob, if you dare. You dare. Come on, be a part of it. You got it. You know he's in fine form when he goes ahead and is in full pitch mode. It is my good friend, <laughs> Mr. Rob McCallum. You yeah, missed it. I, I miss it. I miss it indeed. Well, you helped build this thing, man. Pop Culture Cosmos. So oh, dang. am I finally getting my due? Okay. You did You did the other day for PCC Multiverse 200. We actually paid a lot of homage to you, my friend, during the course oh. of the episode with PC Multiverse 200 as far as your imprint on PC Multiverse. So we do appreciate everything that, and the Pop Culture Cosmos, obviously, helping create the little logo that everybody sees and the little dude and everything going on there with with the name and all that. But I wanted to get into what you're going on with Action Figure Adventure itself. Please describe to everyone out there how big this is as far as it hitting such a large network. Again, nationwide in Canada, that's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, it's a really big deal. Uh, Super Channel and Jinx Esports TV, they've been really huge supporters of, of everything I've done. They they picked up Nintendo Quest right away, uh, subsequently Nintendo Quest Power Tour, video game box art, stories behind the covers. They were the first to premiere that, and they jumped on board the second I pitched them. And even before we were done Action Figure Adventure, I showed them a trailer, gave them a rough episode synopsis of what I thought the episodes would be cut into, and, and they bought into it because they know the kind of content I can create. They know it's fun and they know it's a, a fast-paced, lively show that can appeal to anybody and not just the diehards that are of the very focused niche part of the target audience that, that I tend to go after. If you've seen Nintendo Quest, you know it's a film that's much more than just Nintendo. There's a very large human element to that. So the action figure adventure, it's the same thing. Sure, we're talking toys, we're talking collectibles and going in and out of shops, but there's a huge human element to it because at the stake, at the core of this entire series is Jay on a personal mission to go and hunt down the coolest, biggest, most rare action figures of all time and put them in what he calls the ultimate action figure auction. He's fronting the cash and however the auction does, the difference goes to help kids at the Children's Health Foundation. So it's a it's a selfless mission. We're you know, on the road for, again, thousands of miles across a six-month period thereabouts. And who knows what we're going to run into? Who knows what obstacles, what friends, allies, foes? It's another road trip that you can't write. And just like Nintendo Quest, 
truth is stranger than fiction. Some incredible stuff happens along the way. We meet incredible people. I am so proud of the series that we're able to create this time. And everybody that has watched Nintendo Quest, thank you for your support for so many years now at this time. We wouldn't have got to Action Figure Adventure if it wasn't for your support. But Action Figure Adventure takes it up a notch on every level. The story, the camaraderie, the collectibles, the in-depth detail, the technical sophistication in which we package and put this thing together. It, it is fun and it is engaging and you're going to be rooting it on the edge of your seat. And I promise you at the end of every episode, you'll be like, oh, where's the next episode? Why do I got to wait another week for this? It's kind of by design and on purpose, but that's what we want. We want you left wanting some more. And I guarantee you when you check this out, you're going to love it. And you're going to be a, a fan of toys. You're going to think back to how you used to play in, in your favorite toys. And you're probably going to go to your hometown and check out your local shop when it's safe. Call them up, do some curbside, see if they'll ship something to you. Because you probably have that, that iconic piece that when you were young that, that touched you in that special spot in your heart. You're like, yeah, I do love Castle Grayskull. I think I kind of got room on my shelf for that. Or, man, it'd be really cool to have Storm Shadow again, just on my bookshelf. Because, man, when I had that and when I played with that, those were my formative years. And boy, was that a good time. And that's what the series is about revisiting those times, using that energy and bringing people together. Now, you, like you've said before, this is a spiritual successor to Nintendo Quest, something that I know you uh, still to this day are well known for, but also share a great deal of pride in. And you talked about bringing everything up a notch here. One thing though, because again, this is 2020, it's been harder to go ahead and not only share the word of how good Action Figure Adventure is, and I've, again, I've already seen some bits and pieces of it. And I'll say it could be right on that. You could be very much right. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you this, my friend, when it comes to actually you know, just getting it out to an audience, it's, it's quite different this time around because the last time with Nintendo Quest, although again, there's other great projects that Rob has done. So please check out zerocoolfilms.com and you can check out his entire library that he's done in between. But when it comes to Nintendo Quest, you did the, the entire nationwide tour. You were going to theater to theaters. You were here in Las Vegas. I remember how nervous you were at the back of the, the auditorium. Yeah, you were. Don't you get, no, no, no. I was watching the movie and I was watching you sitting in the back, standing <laughs> in the back, standing in the back, both. standing in the back, nervous, nervous. That's just putting, I was putting on a show for you. I'm, I was sure, it out. I'm sure you were. But tell me about how unique this is because of what's gone in 2020, about how you're approaching getting this awesome project to an entire audience. Well, in some ways, it's easy to compare Nintendo Quest to Action Figure Adventure. It's Jay on a quest. I'm behind the scenes, kind of corralling the rodeo. But in other ways, they are very different beasts. People had asked, you know, what would I do differently, you know, if I could do Nintendo Quest over again? And one thing that came to mind right away when I was making Nintendo Quest is, boy, this, this could really work as a series. I think that this could work as a series. And we had an internal discussion about it. It was like, no, let's keep it a 90 minute film. Let's not bite off more than we can choose, especially for like our first big pop culture doc. So we kept it as a 90 minute film. And because it was a 90 minute film, it was easy to take to cities as a singular experience to go theater to theater. Action figure adventure from the get go because of power tour, the subsequent follow up to Nintendo quest where we went theater to theater and filmed what that was like taking the, the finished film around the country. And of course, Jay and I ribbing each other, collecting along the way because of power tour, 
and the experience I had with that action figure adventure from day one, I said, okay, this is going to be a series. So when you choose to make a series, you can't showcase it in a 90 minutes to two hour setting like you can a theatrical film. It's different. I could tour the first three episodes, maybe. But then it's like, oh, it doesn't really get to it. There's no big reveal. There's no big payoff because there's such cliffhangers. It's it's episodic television, right? You lead into the next one. It's serialized. And it's funny that you bring this up. And as I'm talking this, one of my broadcast requirements for Jinx Esports TV in Canada was to give them a theatrical cut, a two-hour version of it. And, you know, I don't love it. There are certain parts that I think, oh, that's an interesting way to compress that. But overall, I don't like it. It's not a fun experience compared to the the series, which allows you to get a little bit more in depth. It's cool for what it is, but you don't get to spend as much time with as much people. There's a lot of scenes that are cut out to fit that runtime. It sounds like a little bit different than what HBO Max is doing with the Snyder Cut, where they've asked him to go ahead. Well, actually, he's given some input and spaced it out. This four, four and a half hour movie that he's spacing it out over episodes. They're asking you outside of not just going ahead and making episodes, contractually obligating you to go ahead and make a two hour movie. That's kind of peculiar. Well, when we were figuring out what the deal could be, I said, well, okay, let's, let's see what we can do. First, it's a 10 episode series. I'll record some promo bits that tease what happens on the episode coming up. You can play that on social media and on broadcast to let people know what's happening on episode two, three, and so on. And then another component was that Jay and I would do roundtable discussions after each episode where we would sit and kind of break down what happened and what was going through our minds as the events unfolded. And then the last thing I said, well, what about like a feature length version of the series, something that you could have in a two hour run slot? And they said that would actually be super helpful because they can lend it to their ancillary networks like Super Channel that doesn't have a series based or a strong kind of pop culture audience, but could fit it in a two hour slot. So it's something that I will revisit on on future deals because I don't feel that it's necessarily the best move for the content, but I do think it's good and reflective. It's just a really quick snapshot of what happened in the entire journey going on the journey. It's, it's honestly the the coolest thing is it really proves, you know, the journey is more important than the destination, the two hour version, you get to the end and you see what happens, but you don't appreciate how you got there in the same way that you do when you watch all 10 episodes. I'm looking forward for your, success with this on jinx esports television all across canada and i'm really happy for you on that it looks like it's something that's going to blow up hopefully just as well as nintendo quest did for you way back when my gosh it's been five plus years now my friend it's been a while since it came out but seven since we shot yeah we shot Nintendo Quest in 2013, so I mean everybody's only been exposed to it for five years or. I met or you, more I think, recently. in 2014, the year after when you were starting to promote and telling us about this great thing, and I sat you down and. Yeah. We were at one of the conventions here in town that runs here. Yeah, I remember. So I think it was Chris who was with us at GameStars. Hey, I got this director guy. He wants to talk about his project. Oh, yeah, bring him over. We'll go ahead and talk about it. And, my gosh, my life has changed ever since. You have <laughs> yeah, that effect you, on you, people. You have, you have chronic back issues from carrying cinder blocks now at this point because of that first interview. A true herniated disc, to be exact, but we won't go there. We won't well, go But there. who's counting? But who's counting, indeed. Thanks for checking out the PCC. You know, the pop culture cosmos. We'll be back in one moment. If you need your video game fix, be sure to check out Retro City Games. Located in Town Square on Las Vegas Boulevard or in Henderson, Nevada, Retro City Games has the cure for all your video game vices. Retro games and games for current consoles, Nintendo, Sega, PlayStation, Xbox, and more. Retro City Games has all the staples from any library, 
and some highly collectible offerings too. So pick up a few games today at Retro City Games in Town Square on Las Vegas Boulevard or in Henderson, Nevada. Retro City Games is your video game metropolis. But it is my good friend, Mr. Rob McCallum. Please check out everything that he's doing today at zerocoolfilms.com. Also, if you are in the beautiful country of Canada, please go ahead and check out Jinx Esports Television because on December 2nd, it is action figure adventure. And here's a cool little tidbit for you too. You can get a free seven-day trial of Super Channel and Jinx Esports TV if you sign up. Uh, you can sign up through Amazon too. It's listed as an Amazon channel in Canada. So that's an easy way to access it with all your Apple TV and Roku and Fire Stick devices and whatnot. So instead of trying to figure out where this is and how to do it, that's a really, really convenient way to do it. And because they got that seven-day free trial, you know, you get to check out at least one episode, maybe two, depending on when you sign up for it, to figure out what's going on. And to be honest, it's it's a worthwhile service. Absolutely. It seems like it. So I'm so excited for you, my friend. What, what are you going to tease about this series? Don't don't wrap this up. I want to hear your tease, your, your uh, little promotion for the series. It always comes better from you than me. I want to hear it. I'll just say all the episodes are there for you when it comes out. It is well worth the wait. I know a lot of people have been very excited. You know, they've been talking at you left and right, been going ahead in social media talking oh, you've about been, it. You've, you've been seeing some of that, have you? Oh, yeah. It, it comes my way. Helps when you're <laughs> uh, part of the, the page editors that are there and you see that flying by and announce, hey, Rob, when's it coming out, man? When's it coming out? It is definitely worth the wait. And I just implore anybody who can get a hold of Jinx Esports TV, go ahead, please. They need to go ahead and check it out. It is just highly recommended by me. I think it's a great start. It's a great spiritual successor to Nintendo <laughs> Quest. As you said, you said it, it earlier. It, it was my phrase. It's just so, it's much easier for people to wrap their heads around it since so many people I seem agree. to know Nintendo Quest now. Ever since I've known you and the success of Nintendo Quest, everybody's always talking about, okay, oh. hey, you know, this, you know, when are you going to do it? You're going to nauseum. That seems to be the first question everybody, when are you going to make a sequel? When's the, when's the next one? Yeah. When is Nintendo 64 Quest or when's PlayStation Quest or when's Genesis Quest or Dream Quest Quest or something like that? I'm sure somebody's hitting you up all the time with it. And I'm not going to say you haven't thought about it, but again, you wanted to go, like you said, into a completely different direction but still yet hold true to that whole synopsis of Nintendo Quest and what made it fun. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess to answer your indirect question of why go this way instead of Nintendo Quest and what's, what prompted that, I had a couple conditions in order to do any kind of sequel, and that was one that it had to be drastically different or it'd be a parody of the originator and therefore probably a lesser product as a result. Two, I, I didn't want it to be self-serving. Nintendo Quest, it's Jay going after his dream. And, and while that's good, following somebody around for X number of weeks or months so that they can have something on their shelf, it doesn't do it for a second time. Not when that's the dream the first time. You can't have the same dream twice, you know, even in, even if the dream doesn't come true, you, you know, it just doesn't hold true. So when this became about helping other people and using all our resources to, to help those that need it the most. That was the biggest thing. And action figures was something that we've always loved from the beginning. I mean, I made Power of Grayskull with my collaborators up here. So to, to look at Nintendo Quest and Power of Grayskull, you can see the genesis of all the stuff I love and how it's resulted in action figure adventure. But when so, you go into something different as far as pop culture, whether it was covering 
your wife's band, Kitty, or whether it's covering any aspect of pop culture or even Missing Mom and how good a project that was because you know I've I've given you a glowing review on that one. That was really something people need to check out as far as Missing Mom. You have a certain enthusiasm about those projects. Like I can sense it now, even in our conversation today about how enthusiastic you are for action figure adventure. Had you just gone knee deep into a Nintendo 64 quest, I'm not sure you would have been able to recapture that magic. Like you said, it's just going back to it. And I'm not sure yourself as a, such a driven person would have been able to find that enthusiasm to make that just as special. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard because also the thing at, at the heart of both Nintendo quest and action figure adventure is the friendship I have with Jay, you know, as we said, it's 35 plus years. It's true. I mean, not anymore, not after a second film together. No, for PR purposes. Yes. We're, we're great friends. Okay. Yes. Okay. Of course. Cool. Um, but I mean that alone, you know, having a chance to hang out, being surrounded by the stuff that we love and have always loved, but together and to explore a real life story, a current chapter with these things that help shape who we are. It's a really cool magical moment so you know would i do n64 quest and would i enjoy it i would find ways to enjoy it i'm sure because i'm kind of optimistic like that and i think there's always collecting in general whether it's stamps coins action figures or video games there's always those rare pieces there's always those interesting stories where am i going to find it you know what's it going to be worth you know what am i going to do to acquire the thing all those big questions with collecting are always going to be there regardless of the medium you're you're going after and to do that with a friend like Jay, and of course to get under his skin like Jay, with me at the control panel, pushing the right buttons at the right times, that's like irresistible. So anytime that we can get together and do the stuff we love to do, you know, it, it's it's always good fun. But when you take yourself and your ego and the things out of the equation and you just look at the things you know, on the shelf and what the audience is going to say, would they enjoy N64 Quest as much as Nintendo Quest? Are we offering them something new or something more different? Am I taking, you know, my duty as a filmmaker, as an artist to say something different with this than the the other one? Probably not. I'm probably just enjoying it because I like to do stuff with my friend. Action figure adventure? Sure, I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm having fun. N64 Quest, colon, J-Torture. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But that's that's the only thing. I mean, if you ever decided to go back to it, you would have to have that enthusiasm for the project again. And I'm not sure if you could ever do that. Maybe you could, but you know, there is time. Time is something that there's, you know. Yeah, and I, I'll be honest. There's there's a lot of video game topics I'm really considering as of late in terms of the of the documentary world. You know, it's funny because you said, oh, you you've been asked ad, ad nauseum. You know, when is you know Nintendo Quest Two coming? Super Nintendo Quest Genesis Quest. The thing I get asked most especially as of late within the last six months has been, I have an idea for a documentary. I want to go collect games and I want you to come fulfill me as I collect my games. And, and here's my spin on it. You know, here's my collecting spin and and why, why it's different. And it's like, okay, that's cool that you want to be the J and it's not that their spins aren't worthwhile or anything, but to me, I don't have that friendship there. So that idea and that spin better be really compelling. Because then boy, it's, just, you better... it's just you filming him. And it's not that banter because that's what makes Nintendo Quest as special as it does is because of that connection that you two have had and that you build a lifetime towards. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. You can't fake that. You can't replicate that. It's just different. Like, you know, 
And again, I've heard some really interesting spins, but you know, I'm not going to give blood, sweat and tears for free to film your collecting mission. It's cool, but it's not that cool. Yeah. Not yet anyways. And would I do N64 quest? Yeah. I'm hoping stuff like Patreon that we've set up for the Jay and Rob toy show. If we get enough per month or if we get enough backers, we can do stuff that doesn't have to go to broadcast and we don't have to spend tens and tens of thousands of dollars creating stuff and hitting all the check marks that we get to create something just for our community. So if you want to see Genesis Quest or you want to see Super Nintendo Quest, find a way to support us. And if the money and time and resources are there, we'll go and do it. You know what you need Why to do not? now? Well, you know what you actually really need to do now? What you do I got to do? You need to do Xbox Series or PlayStation 5 Quest because that's a big quest right now for anybody trying to get their hands on one. Well, of course, Jay has one. Of course. Well, Jay had those inside connections. Well, when you're good, you don't let anything go to chance. There you go. There you go, indeed. But it is my good friend, Mr. Rob McCallum. You got to go ahead and check out everything that he's doing or his entire library of films at one place, zerocoolfilms.com. Showing it right now to everybody on Facebook Live. You see it right there. All his stuff that he's done, The Art of Protest, Action Picture Adventures coming up, video game box art, obviously Nintendo Quest, and so much more. Power of Grayskull, which I truly enjoyed. That was on. Is that still on Netflix by any it's chance? Still, it's still on Netflix for a while. Yeah, so there you go. It is, again, Mr. Rob McCallum. Please check out what he's up to. Not only there at Serial Cool Films, but also on Facebook at Action Figure Adventure. Or, please, you need to go ahead and ask the major pitch man that's even better than I am at shamelessly plugging things, please tell everybody where you're at at social media. It's really easy. At Rob McZob on Twitter. And now on TikTok, Gerald, I'm on TikTok talking the tick. There you go. I'm going to have to TikTok there because we're on TikTok as well. So I'm going to have to go ahead and TikTok your TikTok and no TikTok. You should check it out because anybody that is a huge retro gamer, one thing that I've been doing in the TikTok format, because it's different. It's not like all these other written-based mediums. I've been showcasing minute-long speedruns. So classic retro games from beginning to end in one minute. There you go. Impressed. And it's really interesting to see that all the way through and not take up too much of your day. There you go. That's all it takes. One minute of your time, folks. So check out Rob on social media. Check out ZeroCoolFilms.com. And also, December 2nd, on Jinx Esports TV in Canada. If you're in Canada, you got to check this out. There is no excuse, especially like you said with the seven-day trial. That's free. Free, 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 free. It is Action Figure Adventure. My friend, it's been great as always talking to you. I cannot thank you enough for spending some time with me here today, but any last thoughts on the way out? It's just a real exciting time for me with Kitty Live at the London Music Hall getting released two weeks ago on iTunes, Amazon, and all your other favorite digital platforms. Action Figure Adventure getting released December 2nd. And Video Game Box Art, the stories behind the covers, getting a wider release in the coming months. There is a lot going on for me, and it's it's cool to just slow down. Sure, of course, shamelessly promote some of this stuff, but just sit and talk and push your buttons a little bit too. You know, it's never cool for you when it slows down. Idle hands for you is never a good thing. I don't disagree, and I can't wait to tease the next thing that's coming. We should have a promo for it soon. I'll be glad to hear it, my friend. I'll be glad to see it. And I can't wait for it. It is Rob McCallum, ZeroCoolFilms.com. Well, my friend, it's always great talking to you on today's show. I cannot thank you enough for being part, once again, right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. 
Well, again, we want to thank everybody at Indie Pods United so much for allowing us to be on the show today. Again, please check out IndiePodsUnited.com. If you've not signed up already, be part of the five-day extravaganza for podcasts, panels, musicians, comedians, so much more. It is IndiePods United. But I tell you what, I cannot thank, again, Tina, Robert, Jeff, Sean, everyone involved with IndiePods United. We truly appreciate being a part of the show, being part of the program. But for Marcus De La Garza, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here at Indie Pods United for the Pop Culture Cosmos. We thank you so much for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great